In a world of confusion and hot topics, we are all looking for answers. Welcome to Tam Talks, a place for real and honest conversation on relevant issues today. And here's your host, Tammy Hotzenpeller. Welcome back to Tam Talks, a place for real and honest conversation. So whether you're watching me right now on our YouTube channel or whether you're listening to us on our podcast, we're so glad you're here. As you know, we're in a series right now called Faith in America. And some of us have actually lost that, to be honest with you. There's people that are even asking, does God care about America anymore? And I know that seems pretty harsh and pretty drastic. And so my guest today is going to give us that answer. Um, Justin, I set you up. How about that? Justin Barclay, we're so excited to have you. You know, I've heard a lot about you and I've followed you recently uh, with your heart for America. You are an educator and and I've, I've got a couple of things. Um, I thought this was interesting. You are a frequent guest and a host on the nationally syndicated Glenn Beck show, which we're excited about with over 300 radio stations coast to coast. So what an honor, I'm sure, for you to be a part with Glenn Beck. We think so highly of him. And, you know, you said some interesting things. I was kind of searching you out last night, Googling you and watching some of your Rumble uh, interviews. And I thought it was interesting because you made a comment about um, the fact that where is real news today? Um, Mm -hmm. You said something like, good news in America, you know, does good news even exist? And, and I thought it was interesting. You gave a statistic. And listeners, I want you to listen to this. You said the U.S. ranks last um, in 46 countries in trust in, in media today, that literally people don't trust media today. And I would say, yeah, right? I mean, for real, we don't trust media, definitely not mainstream media. So Without me talking anymore, I would love to hear from you. First of all, introduce yourself. Tell us your backstory. Why media? Why did you jump into this with that American flag, you know, beautifully flying behind you? Who are you and where did you come from? Well, thank you, Tam. I, you know, what's interesting about that stat is that is uh, that stat is actually from 2020. Wow. So, so okay. imagine how much things have changed in the last few years uh, to just to kind of underscore how, how much trust in, in every, in every institution has kind of gone out the window, but particularly in news. And um, I, I'm just a, a guy who, when I was a kid, I, all I wanted to do was be on the radio. And I got a chance to, to do that at a young age. And um, I, I just never looked back. I've done all kinds of different radio shows and, and, and music radio and whatnot, but um uh, back about 2012, I had uh, found myself doing talk radio and moved back um, to my uh, to, to my hometown where my wife and I had uh, met each other here in Michigan, and and, and uh, it it was you know it was it was fun. We were we were uh, kind of an opportunity to come back home and and uh, and be with family. And uh, 2020 hit, things all kind of shifted. I. Um, I didn't know exactly what was going to happen. I didn't know exactly what was coming in 2020, but I knew that uh, we had an opportunity to be there for people to give them the truth about the stories and the things that were, were happening in the news. So much of it, I noticed it really goes back to 2015 ever since president Trump came down that golden escalator. Yes. Um, I would just start to see the, the reality of what I watched in a press conference versus what I was, was saw reported. 
And I thought, gosh, this is really strange. And I know many other folks aren't probably getting to see the the full length press conference or the actual uh, event that just took place. Like I had, so how many people are, are only getting the headlines? And uh, I saw that same thing happening in 2020. And unfortunately uh, there was still a lot of good news. 2020 was a really tough time, but there were still a lot of good things that were happening. In fact, we weren't hearing those things. A lot of, a lot of people would, listen to my show and say, gosh, I can't believe that they're allowing you on the radio. I can't believe you get to talk about these things. What's going on? And I said that, you know, this is, I guess for such a time as this, I got really great folks that I work, work for and, and some amazing people. And uh, um, it just kind of all set up, I guess I got it built these bridges and I look mm-hmm. back on my life. It connects these dots you don't necessarily see it in the in the middle of it, but mm-hmm. um, when you get on the other side, you kind of look back and go, "Oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's why that happened." And yeah. uh, I think that's why I, I was I was in that place in 2020, bringing folks some of the news that they weren't going to hear anywhere. I just I try to do that today. That's so good. Okay, let me set this up because I believe, you know, I'm a, I'm the, the of the generation who my parents came home and they watched the evening news, you know, the nightly news, they would sit around, they would watch what happened today in the world. And honestly, news has a spin that is typically sad or evil. Mm -hmm. It really does. And then, you know, they'd always end the show with maybe a happy story. You know, they'd want to end the the show with a happy story because we want to think there's hope in America. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, news has been a part of all of our lives, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously with social media and as we're moving forward and, you know, culture and everything else today, news is at our fingertips all the time. But I love the fact, and I want my listeners to hear this right now. I love the fact that you have a bent or a passion on good news. Now, the truth is, I don't want to be uneducated. I don't want to be uninformed. The Bible tells us not to be ignorant of Satan's schemes or don't be ignorant of the second coming of Christ or don't be ignorant of certain things. So we want to be smart. But I looked up a couple of scriptures because I thought this would be good for you since you are a champion of good news. And the Bible tells us in Luke 4, 43, but Jesus said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to all the towns around and to the people for this purpose. So we know that Jesus is about good news. Of course, the good news would be the fact that he came. We just celebrated Easter, right? That he came for us, that he's redemptive. And I think in the heart of humanity, Justin, we want some good news. Mm -hmm. We want to feel there's some hope. You know, I'm a pastor of of a church here in Anaheim, California. And so I'm going to bring about good news. That's what I have to do. We have to balance the scales of reality and evil demonic plans. And I have a lot of things I want to talk to you about. I I actually researched some hot topics today that I want to talk to you about. So it's happening here, especially in California. We know firsthand with our governor that -hmm. there's evil, demonic thoughts, plans, strategies, which we'll get to. But good news, where do we find, other than through Jesus and the word of God, where do we find good news in media today? Well, that's just it. So where the where the book came from that I wrote, Good News, Hope, and Encouragement for Trying Times, is I kept getting folks that would listen to my radio show say uh, they felt just overwhelmed, hopeless, helpless, and believe that's intentional. I think part of it is to make us feel like nothing we do matters, and that way you'll sit on the couch, you'll just 
you know, have another beer or, or watch another, you know, net go through another Netflix binge or whatever it is that people mm -hmm. do to kind of, to numb that, that, that pain and, and uh, everything they're going through. Well, the, everything we went through in 2020 and, um, and then uh, the election and a lot of folks, just things just didn't turn out the way they wanted it to. And, and so uh, for whatever reason, and um, people would say, what do you think is going to happen here? What do you think is going to happen there? One thing that I learned during 2020 is um, my wife and I had our first child, a daughter, and she was born a little early. She was born at 27 weeks now, about three months early, but I believe even in that moment, she was right on time for God. In fact, we found out later, there were some things that kind of happened behind the scenes. Doctors had said to us that they discovered afterwards that she was, and we don't know what would have happened if she would, the outcome would have been, if she would have went full term. That's what they said, wow. but she was perfect. And, um, we found ourselves from the day my wife's water broke to the day we brought her home. 77 days is how much we spent in the hospital together. Wow. And it was like a, you were constantly in survival mode. It's kind of like an emergency. You're constantly going. Uh, yet during all that, I just had, like the Bible says, this peace beyond understanding. It's hard to explain to people. And I talk for a living, but that it, it's hard to explain how I just kind of felt like God's hand was on us during that entire time. We were in there. She was perfect. We knew that, uh, you know, he had us and, and had some great folks that in the, in the NICU that were, were, were watching over and working with her. But uh, we were across from other children that had very serious issues. One little girl was born with her intestines outside of her body and had gone through a lot. She was going through a lot of pain as a child. And to think uh, in that situation that even, even though we were there in the hospital, there are things that we could be grateful there for. There are good things that we could focus on. And we know that, uh, you know, God can work good in all. I mean, we've just gone through this Easter weekend that we've gone and, and talked about, you know, redemption and, and these and these major uh, themes that, that we see God moving and working in the world today. And I wanted to remind people, no matter what happens. Because I kept getting asked, like I had some sort of crystal ball or something. Mm. I didn't have a crystal ball, but what I had was the truth. Okay. No matter what happens, God is still on the throne. My circumstances do not define how I see the world. My circumstances, the circumstances we're in today don't define. Now, I believe exactly as you said, this very wise, very prudent. We ought to be informed. We, we shouldn't stick our head in the sand like an ostrich and... And just say, oh, woe is me, and completely tune out. No, we ought to be informed, but we also ought to know the truth is that at, at the end of the day, look, God is still on the throne. Um, and that, to me, is is a message that I found comforting through what we went through. Um, but I felt called to remind people with in, in this book. That's so good. So good. Okay, just a quick little commercial break. Where do we find the book? Tell me, because I, I want to go ahead. JustinBarclay.com, B-A-R-C-L-A-Y, JustinBarclay.com. I'll even sign one and, and send it to you. Hey, hey, get the book, guys, because we have to know about this good news. But Justin, I want to segue a little bit and talk about some hot topics. Here's the thing, and you've just addressed it and set up so beautifully, that we know in 2020 that Satan overplayed his hand. And mm -hmm. we know the areas I've shared with my on my podcast and YouTube for, for a couple of years now. So my People know what I'm getting ready to say. I saw three demonic arrows hit humanity. And one was an arrow of fear, 
One was an arrow of confusion and one of dissension. And that the Lord really convicted me to pray against those arrows, that Satan was attacking humanity with those arrows, and that I was to begin to pray against the arrows. But what happened was turmoil, dissension, confusion, anger, fear, the very tools of the enemy hit humanity very hard. And what happened was we weren't seeing what God was doing. We were watching what the enemy was doing. And Holy Spirit was very clear in my heart when he said, pray against the arrows. Don't pray against the churches that are coming against you. Because honestly, my, our story is my husband and I, we did not close our church here in Southern California. We stayed open. My husband started a news media outlet called American Faith, which now reaches millions and millions of people. And all of this since 2020. So to your point, whether it be a, a baby born premature, you see God in the midst. Whether it is a pandemic called COVID-19 that the enemy tries to confuse us with and bring fear, we see God in the midst. So what we want to do is we have to encourage our audiences to say, see what God is doing, not what the enemy is doing. Where's Amen. your focus? You know, where are your eyes? So we definitely know we have a country that's divided. Right now, we're still divided politically. We're divided over transgender. We're divided over Democrat and Republican. We're divided over color. We are a divided nation. So let me let me talk to you about something that just hit the news today I found interesting. Are we becoming a banana republic? <laughs> so this was an article that just came out today. I found it interesting. It said a new poll reports 64% of uh, people see the felony charges against Trump as stuff of countries where dictators with mirrored sunglasses routinely throw political opponents in prison. A recent practice that really was something known by banana Republic countries. So literally, are we becoming Guatemala? Are we becoming Nicaragua? Are we becoming these countries, the banana Republic, where dictators are determining the outcome of the presidential elections? What do you think? I think we're already there. Uh, we have crossed the line. Certainly, it seems like it um, that I don't know how if we can come back from it. We're seeing targeting of political opponents. But I think the other thing that might be happening here, too, is that this has been happening for a while. We just didn't know. We didn't see it. Mm -hmm. You know, you mentioned 2020 and I got a word from God during it all because I, I just I kept asking. I would uh, quite often. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity in in the, in that year. We, we, you know, we we had a lot of things we we're going through, but. I found myself walking a lot and, um, and, you know, getting in better shape while some people went the other way. Well, I got in better shape and I would talk to God while I was walking. I said, we had one of the worst governors along with Gavin Newsom, like you guys in California, we had Gretchen Whitmer here in, uh, in Michigan, one of the worst locked. We just, a, a friend posted something that uh, just yesterday was three years ago to the day where she closed off certain aisles of stores and you could only buy, certain things you could go out on a boat if it didn't have a motor on it i mean she right. had these wild laws you go to the pot store but you couldn't get a potted plant at the garden center <laughs> it was like covid was hiding in the hoses and the paint section and all these the, the tape and caution tape and everything they had it was just wild to see so i'm reminded of that but i got a word i was gonna ask god what well, else is gonna end and he kind of shared with me uh she's gonna have to let up because she needs to get reelected. well she did get reelected. i don't know if he was warning how me there but um i can't like gavin newsom how in the world do these people get reelected? 
it just Even after it, a recall we had. Yeah, so. it blows your mind. You can't think you can't imagine that that would actually happen. Very unpopular, both of them. And um, but the other thing was he told me, hey, I just heard that you're going to come out of this better than you were when you went into it. Now, that's hard to imagine. By the way, without God, that's impossible. But I'm going to use this to lift, raise you up higher is kind of what I felt. So in the midst of all these things, I don't know if we're becoming a banana republic or, Tam, maybe the, the I don't know, maybe that the, the, the veil is being lifted and we're getting to see the revelation of what has been happening in this country. Do we have an opportunity to turn things around? Is that what right. God is showing us? I don't know. Right. That's so good. That's so good. You know, I was thinking this morning, you know, lies from the press. There's so many lies. I'm going to be honest with you, Justin. I was just, I've got to really guard my heart because it's easy for me to get angry. And I don't know if it's always righteous indignation. I mean, I just get angry this morning. I was watching the interview of, of Jen Saki with Newsom, you know, and she was asking, you know, if by any, any stretch of the means Trump could ever be reelected, could you work with him? And, and then of course it, it just set up for a whole, you know, series of everything Trump's done wrong and he'll never be reelected, reelected. And the lies he was, he's so crafty at telling lies. I mean, the enemy is so crafty. And the scripture came to me in Proverbs 18, 17. The first one to plead his cause seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him. And I realize the church has to start examining some of these lies. That's right. Christians have to start questioning. Wait a minute, because like you just said, we're all almost laughing at how ridiculous 2020 was mm -hmm. with the shelves and everything else. So now our, our eyes are open, but we are as deceived now in 23. We're going to yeah. say in 25, how do we not see that stuff in 1920? I mean, in 2023. What do we do? How do we begin to examine and push yeah. back and question this administration? A great, great example. You you and your husband uh, were standing in the gap there in 2020. And, and I believe uh, even further, as we go down the road here, we're going to need churches like this. But I thought in 2020, what an opportunity for the church as as. And by the way, how do we get here? Well, somehow the church has failed the church as in. We've allowed this to happen. Well, we have authority. We, you know, we're supposed to occupy until he comes. It doesn't mean, you know, sit around and twiddle our thumbs on the couch. Occupy, occupy means we are supposed to be here exercising our authority. So we've allowed this to happen on one hand. On the other, look at the opportunity we had to serve people in 2020. And certainly you saw, you saw it. See, God, maybe he allowed this to happen to us so that we could see that the world was falling apart in a lot of ways and things were being revealed to us and people needed now more than ever. I think at that time, especially as a season we're headed into now, too, but people needed the church. They needed the truth in a world full of lies. The truth is what people are starving for. And we have an opportunity to get that every day. And the folks that showed up and and got it at the right place. Boy, they got fed. And I think we're going to see more of that. Um, I know you all have seen it in, in California, specifically with this movie, The Jesus Revolution, and, mm -hmm. and all the moves you've seen out there. I just got back. I went to Asbury to see what was happening there. Yeah, we did too. Um, mm -hmm. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. I was so encouraged. Mm -hmm. The youth standing up. Yeah. God is moving. 
the question is, are we going to pay attention to it? So you asked that, and I believe so. So people want to talk about the plan all the time. And I heard, um, I heard uh, General Flynn say this the other day. Somebody asked him, "What about the plan?" What he says, "What?" And he used a little more colorful language, but he said, "There, there, there is no plan." He said, "You know, in other words, God has the plan." But here's the key: we're a part of it. God has a plan, but we are called again to occupy until his return. We're we're called to to work whatever it is that we're meant to do. And it could be anything for any one of us. Certainly what you're doing right now, what I'm doing, spreading the the uh, you know the truth of folks and having these conversations. Um, and I and I see it. He's moving uh, mightily in people who will listen, but also then be obedient and actually move in what he's called them to do. Okay, you just nailed it. And I want to make sure we get this right now. You just said two words that I want my listeners to hear right now. We have authority and we are to occupy. Are you listening to me? Because if we don't occupy the territory, demonic spirits will. That's right. If we don't stand in the gap, if we don't stand in the place that the enemy is coming to steal, rob, destroy, Listen, church, Christians, wake up, occupy. That means literally you take up the space in your prayers, in your action, in your belief, in your words. We've got to occupy. I love that. Thank you. I mean, that will be, we literally are going to post something from this. And I'm going to say, Justin Barclay says we've got to occupy. I think it's so good. Such a good word. Well, hey, you talked a little bit, of course, about California. And we do know the Jesus Revolution, which was a big part. I'm dating myself, but I was a part of that movement in the yeah. 70s. And I was a part of those all-night prayer meetings and those strumming the guitars and singing. So when I watched the movie, of course, I felt I was back in my hip hugger jeans and <laughs> praying over people. So it was very yeah. real to me. And then, of course, uh, what happened in Azusa Street here in California, we know, and what's happening in Asbury. So, yes, the awakening is coming. The revival is here. Things yes. are happening. It's very sad. I believe that the president shut it down. You know, I, I'm sure there was pressure on him and Asbury for kids to get back to school and, and all those kinds of things in classes. But I hope we didn't quench Holy Spirit or grieve mm-hmm. him when we shut that down. But mm-hmm. let's talk about California, because, again, here are these two warring opponents. We see revival breaking out in California and we see a governor's control in California. So I want to talk to you about something that, I, that I've written down. I think it's really important. Gun control. Hmm. So what Gav, Gavin Newsom is doing right now is he's really going after red states. He's got a strategy and a plan. Of course, I think he's setting himself up to run for election, whether it's 24 or the next one. But, you know, he's trying to be the the, the shining star for America. And, and mark going- my words, Gavin yeah. and Gretchen. These two are like two peas in a pod together. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I, I, I hate to think about Boy, this. that's scary. Uh, I think, uh, you know, uh, it's a very, it's a very good possibility. Um, you think 24 or are you thinking 28? Could be. Could be. I don't, I, I don't know, but it, it yeah. certainly could be. She spent a lot of time out in California. A lot of oh, her yeah. money to get reelected as government came from out of the state, actually came from, um, from some folks in, in, in Florida or in uh, California. California. Yeah. And the uh, S, what was it called? The FTX. And the, the mother of the, the crypto con man, Sam Bankman Fried, and that FTX, 
a lot of money came from causes from from folks in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, it, much of it, much of it came from out of state in order to to make sure that she got reelected in Michigan. Sure. And abortion was a big part of that move. Yeah. Um, so I don't not to throw you off track, but yes, no, this is no, the other exactly piece. We're it. suffering this right now. This gun control, yeah. they're they're throwing everything they can at us here in Michigan. Well, you know, and I think you're you're going through the same thing. Listen, people, what we're saying right here is behind the scenes, they are putting the demonic puzzle pieces together. Yeah. And we can't wake up in four years and say, how do we not see this happening? Mm-hmm. It's compu- it's it's important that right now we're looking at what's happening. So to the point where Gavin Newsom is running out to all of these red states, you know, trying to to really just, you know, be the 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 politician that's going to try to bring peace to everyone but it's both um gun control and abortion those were the two things i wanted to bring up to you as well because he literally is just um oh you know he he really is bringing a very well it's what i believe that the enemy does and i believe that even in the end times the antichrist will do that he has a charisma and I'm not trying to say he's the Antichrist. I think he is an Antichrist. I think he is against Christ. And I, I'll go on record as saying that um, because he's opposed to biblical convictions and standards and the word of God and anything that's biblical. I don't I see him throwing it out the window, but he comes around with this charisma that the enemy wants us to feel so tethered to him. You know, I watched him when we tried to recall him and how his charisma you know, overplayed anything that was reality. So talk to us a little bit about what you're seeing in your state, what we're seeing in America, both with gun control and abortion, especially these two topics. And then we'll get to transgender next. Well, they definitely, um, what's what's wild, what's happened here, and we've seen this over the last you know, several incidents, they are they're missing the part because we, we get into a point and this last one just happened in Louisville. You go in Nashville. I mean, it's just heartbreaking. And any rational person looks at that and goes, my heart breaks for these people. I can't imagine these little uh, kids mm-hmm. in, in that school in Nashville, Christian school. Yeah. Um, and so so you're you're moved and and you're going to be moved. And, but the, we can look for answers. Why did this happen? How can we let this happen? And. And people automatically want to jump to start talking politics and, well, we got to we got to do this and we got to do that. And there's all these gun control measures, but they're really new laws. They're new laws and we won't really even abide by or uphold the ones that are already on the books. We had a an attack here at Michigan State University a couple months back. The man who carried out that attack had been pulled over in 2019 with a concealed weapon. In fact, he should still be in jail now, but the leftist Soros-backed uh, prosecutor in that county, she allowed him to plead that down to a misdemeanor from a felony, never saw a day of jail time, never uh, wouldn't have been a felon, so he could continue carry. He could have a gun if he wanted to, and he did, and eventually he went on to kill these people at Michigan State University, and um, they say it was a gun's fault. Well, how, when do we take a look at the prosecutors and the politicians who allowed this to happen? Right. When do we really start to look at the really serious nature of what this is? We've got mental health issues in this country and really what the real truth is, which is you know, we live in a fallen world. We have a sin problem more than anything else with this uh, trans issue as well. We have an identity problem. Amen. People don't understand these days, in particular young people. They're being manipulated. They're being 
um, pushed to, and, uh, around. I just did a podcast, a brilliant filmmaker's named Simon Esler, and he he's a Canadian, He's but he's gone through the attack, particularly in his film called Cut Daughters of the West. He's gone through how um, girls are being manipulated via social media and other and other ways. And even before that, they've been vulnerable in other ways that uh, they're mutilating themselves. They're cutting themselves. They're seeing all all sorts of issues. And that translates also into the transgender, the the hormones and, and, and all these things. But we it's we have this problem because we have an identity crisis in this country and in the world. And it's because we don't know who we are and more importantly, whose we are. So good. So well said. So well said, you know, listen, listen, go back and, and listen to that, that line over and over and over the enemy from the garden of Eden has attacked our identity and who we are in Christ. From Adam and Eve, he has attacked our identity. And it really isn't a sexual identity. It's a whose are we? We are a child of God. We are a son and a daughter. And we know in Genesis 1.26, it says that he created them male and female. That was his plan. And Satan hates God's plan. So he will always come and attack any way he can God's plan. And that, that leads me up. So I want you to know as a, as a Christian, as a believer, as a pastor, as a life coach of a women's movement, I coach women all the time, Justin, in their personal identity in Christ. And until you know who you are and whose you are, you will never completely be at peace and be happy. And so again, it's something I coach and I teach. I, I love knowing who I am in Christ. But it's so sad because Satan is attacking it in schools today. And I don't know if you're familiar with AB 1314, but here in California, basically what that is, is there are 23 schools here in California, one in Laguna, one in Chino Hills and various communities in California, where the, so the teachers do not have to notify the parents. If a child comes and says, I'm struggling with my gender, please call me he, when I'm a she or she when I'm a he. So the teachers do not have to inform the parents. If a child wants to go through a sex change, they do not have to. So we have um, someone here in California that has brought this proposition, AB 1314. And as of this morning, when I put my notes together, I was going to report that it is uh, a bill has been brought to the House to actually shut this down, which is this AB 1314. Um, I called a friend of mine here in Orange County, who is the head of the Lincoln Club, uh, a Republican um, PAC here in California. And she said, Tammy, within 30 minutes, that bill was shut down. Mm. So literally not shut down. I mean, that it can't go forward. Mm-hmm. They, they will not entertain the bill, meaning mm-hmm. that teachers still have the right to hide from parents mm-hmm. a child's struggle. It did not even get to vote. It was shut down. That's how liberal we are here in California. That's still now. But she I, I said, what do we do, Teresa? She said, you inform your churches that they literally have to file lawsuits against these schools, file mm-hmm. law school suits against these teachers. Listen. Mm-hmm. This, I have grandchildren that are 13 years old. So if they decide they want to be the opposite sex, they get to hide that from their parents. Yeah. What, what are we going to do about this? The same problem here in Michigan, Prop 3, which is the same bill that allowed uh, 
all bets to be off with abortion. Um, it wasn't a bill, but Prop 3 was a uh, proposal. And that that was along with reelecting Governor Gretchen Whitmer back in, in the, the midterms. But it was overwhelming. People had no idea what it really meant. But what essentially is very similar to what you, you just mentioned is that th- these doctors, the schools, they can do whatever they want to kids and they don't have to inform parents of, of any. There's no consent. They can go that your child can go and get the hormones. They can get gender surgery. Um, you know, they can get everything they they would like to get done. Um and parents don't have to be told about it. Now, now this is just absolutely goes against all common sense that you can think of. I mean, um, my kid can't decide when they're going to go to bed on their own. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not going to allow my child to, to, to decide what gender they are that day. This is not, this is not how these things work. We, we wouldn't allow a child to go get a tattoo Go to a tattoo parlor and get a tattoo. We have age limits on this. You have to have parental consent for that, but you you don't when it comes to permanent and scarring and and issues that are going to affect these kids for a lifetime to come. And you know what? There are a lot of people that are speaking out have gone through this now on the other side. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, I think we're going to see more and more of them um, as as time moves on. I do believe um, Glenn Beck had a great program the other day he's been interviewing jonathan khan who mm. mentioned what he believes this is and and uh fascinating in the book the harbinger he's got the follow-up to it but the, the the discussion was around this the entertainment of how we're how we're entertaining or worshiping in this country gods we don't even realize and these yes. are demonic forces that we don't realize that we're entertaining and particularly um in this case uh, we are we are worshiping uh, in the same things that they had years ago. Uh, the 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 gender fluidity and and all of that it, it it's all linked, and we don't even realize what we're doing anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, you know the scripture tells us, I, and I don't know if people hear what the Bible says, but I find the scripture interesting. As in the days of Lot, mm-hmm. so will it be in the coming of the Lord. And what were the days of Lot? You know, it was homosexuality. It was trying to have sex with angels. It was it was just foreign beings. It was just none of this. uh, Yeah. You know, and so literally if our eyes are open, we see the signs, we see the times, you know, Satan. Again, people have said, well, we've always had transgender issues. I mean, it's just more open now. It's more free now. Maybe that's true. I'm sure if you want to go back to times of Roman, you know, history and, and there were kings and there were people that struggled with, but not to where it was so blatant that the laws, I thought this was interesting. Let me just say this. The California State Assembly was asked to consider the high number of detransitioning children who recover from gender uh, dysphoria, dysphoria and regret the transgender medical process that they underwent as adolescents. Same thing with women who regret having abortions. And now we have this influx of women who are having to go through all kinds of healing. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the same way with these kids that were encouraged to have this this sex change. Mm -hmm. We have a couple of uh, women in our, uh, the church I go to a a great church. We, we have uh, it's just got us on the move and you see it in these places where uh, people are being obedient particularly, but they have a couple of them have gotten real freedom 
from those past they've had abortions and they've they, 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 well that was the guilt the change the shame on all of that they've gotten real freedom from it. that only comes through jesus christ they've gotten it they've started a ministry now to help others who have gone through it mm. and then also make sure that they're out there to serve pregnant mothers who are faced with not knowing what to do where to go and how to mm. how to make uh, things happen so uh, I, I know that God's going to work through that. He'll he'll be working in mighty ways uh, through those folks and with those folks. Um, but yes, my heart breaks for for mm-hmm. all those people that are going through that and the parents particularly yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, and what we want to pray for, and you just said it, is we need to pray for healing. Yeah. You know, healing in our land and healing with people. I have a I have a heart for women who have had abortions. I've been a part of healing services with women who have been able to forgive themselves because they have been forgiven and to connect, you know, with God. And it's so important that we are not just condemning, you know, I want to be sure that we're not coming across, even in this podcast and this show with you, that I'm just trying to bring all this negative news. I want you to know right now that Jehovah Rapha Mm. is your healer, God. That he loves you and he redeems you. And in the midst of all of this chaos and all these crazy news that I'm talking to Justin about, Justin, you're a believer. I'm a believer. Jesus Christ came to redeem and to restore and to love and to lead and to guide. I'm doing a series right now on the Holy Spirit. And I'm teaching our women how to have encounters with Holy Spirit Mm. and how to literally walk a life of redemption and healing, but of power and peace and guidance. So, you know, I want to end with you a little bit on just, let's just bring some of that good news. Okay. Let's just, uh, again, there's so many, I could, I have about nine more stories here and I'll have you on again and we'll talk because there's so many every day, but I don't want it just to be about the evil and the news. I want it to be, like I said, the good news of Jesus. So, Tell me a little bit about some good news, some good stories, some redemption stories in your personal yeah. life. Well, we're, we're seeing it happen right now in the book. There are all kinds of stories like that. And in fact, there's a one famous radio uh, a personality who you you may recall, Paul Harvey. He was a conservative. He was a Christian. And not a lot of people know, but he's a man who's, uh, uh, whose name that most people would recognize. And yet he almost didn't didn't quite make it to that, uh, to that place. Um, he started out, if you look to where he started out, um, and the tragedy that occurred with his, uh, with his father, um, it's a, it's a story that I think most people don't know, but they need to hear. Um, I'll give you some things that are happening right now. In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll just tell you, we, we, we've got churches that are growing. We've got, uh, baptisms that are happening, uh, spontaneous every week, people getting saved every week, real life healing. Our pastor just got back with his father-in-law a trip to Pakistan. They saw people healed. One little boy, they brought up, he had issues with his eyes. They were foggy. Couldn't see very well. They prayed for him. He was healed and could see that day. Now that's our God working in the moment. That's happening. You're not going to see that on the nightly news, but that's happening here closer to home. We have a girl that's been coming to the uh, uh, the youth group and and uh, her father's going through stage four pancreatic cancer. They're praying for him. He goes in for a scan. They can't believe it. Doctors, nurses, they got a double take. Look at it. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Stage four pancreatic cancer. That's Patrick Swayze. So, you know, you get mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. you better get your affairs in order. Amen. Not in this case. 
not with God in the, in the natural. We have folks here in uh, a county very close to us uh, that during all the shutdowns, lockdowns, things that were happening in 2020, they wanted that the county health department, along with the governor, tried to shut things down, make the kids mask up in schools. One school, Christian school, said, no, we're not going to force them. If they want to, they can, but we're not going to force them to do that. They said, you have to, or we're going to close your, your doors down. In fact, they came to chain the door shut on that school. The parents got involved. They got activated. They started an organization, and then they started campaigning. Guess what? They went out, selected people, talked to people, recruited people to run for county commission, and they swept the board. They swept them out. See, these are real life people, everyday people like me and you who said, I'm not going to sit on the sidelines anymore. I'm going to go to the school board meetings. I'm going to go to the county commission meetings. I'm going to get involved and get active. Now, you don't have to do any crazy heavy lifting. See, whatever God's called you to do, he's going to equip you to carry out. So you don't have to do anything crazy. All you have to do it may seem crazy. It may seem nutty when Holy Spirit says, Hey, I need you to run for something, or I need you to go say something at a school board meeting. It may seem nuts, but you go and you do it. See, he's going to help you through it. That's how it works. You just have to do what you're called to do. He's going to carry the rest. We're seeing it happen right now. There's a communist uh, Chinese party uh, there's a there's a company called Goshen that wants to put a battery plant in the middle of Michigan today. Glenn Beck was talking about this. Very good friends of mine involved in the fight against this. And there's a corrupt looks to be like a township board that's going to allow this. They want to allow this to happen. They went into an emergency sneaky meeting on Friday and then they went behind closed doors. And I saw all these people that showed up in the last minute because they were residents and said, we want to oppose this. This isn't good for us. we got national security concerns with with China, they're helping Russia. There's this thing up and in the Ukraine. And I mean, I guess they're supposed to be our enemy, but they were going to let them get 500 acres of pristine, pure Michigan farmland here in the middle. And, and who knows what's going to happen to environmental issues. So they've got all these concerns. And they said, well, since they're going to go into their meeting, we're going to have one of our own. So these people stood up and they started, they started talking, wouldn't you know, Tam, in the middle of it all, they break out in prayer. Oh, and wow. I said, you these these folks don't realize who they're up against. They don't realize what fight they have on their hands. And I I look at this. I told a friend of mine today, I said, isn't God good? Look at this for such a time as this. All of these people, everything that's happening, you look back and see the dots connect. This is happening because he is moving through us today right now and that's the good news no matter wow. what is happening out there in the, in the world the truth is is that he's still on the throne man i know why you have good news media let me tell you what <laughs> and, and i mean it justin because listen i wanted to set up some stuff because i love to just bring my viewers up to date and, but can you see i want you to see dark and light our conversation literally was just an example of darkness what the media wants to do what demonic powers want to do and light Jesus is doing what Jesus's followers are doing. I mean, you use the word occupy and you just gave us an, an illustration of people who are believers and they say, we are going to occupy. We're going to battle this. We're going to do it through prayer and action. And I just love that because it's exactly what the church has to do. And, you know, I've said this before, we here at Influence Church, we stayed open. We started a food distribution. We are working with the Salvation Army Teen Challenge Boys and Girls Club here in Anaheim. We are seeing people literally healed in wheelchairs. We are seeing here in America, the, the blind 
receive their sight. Uh, we have a prayer wall, Justin, here at Influence Church, and we over have over 100,000 prayer requests where literally people are being healed from stage four cancer, women Amen. who can't get pregnant, now pregnant with twins. So you yes. don't tell me my God's not working. That's my right. God is on the throne. He has not turned his back on America. Uh, we are one nation under God. And if God's people will rise up, if churches will wake up, we will see a revival in our nation again. Amen. Amen. I believe <laughs> it. I be and all these things that you're talking about, I know that to some folks, these may sound, wow, this is really incredible. This is pie in the sky kind of stuff. But you know, this Bible tells us this is how it's supposed to be. This is Amen. supposed to be every day. Yeah. Yep. And we are seeing it. So, you know, I tell people what you look for, you find Amen. what you look for, you find. And so, first of all, I want to thank you. I'm so grateful that I've met you. I want to have you back on. There's yeah. a lot of things we can talk about. But um, thank you for taking a stand in Michigan. And we're going to take a stand in California. And we're going to pray that the God of the harvest sees our hearts and hears our prayer and that we just see a mighty revival. So I pray over you, my brother. Thank you for what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much, Tam, and you too. I know God is moving, and I can't say, I can't wait to see what is going to come of all of this. Amen. Well, guys, thank you for being a part of real and honest conversations of sometimes hard topics. Um, I want you to know that the enemy is trying to rob, steal, and destroy, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And God has brought the spirit of truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So thank you for joining me. Hey guys, if you're listening on our podcast, will you share this with someone today? Great information. Uh, get this book. You've got to check out justinbarclay.com. And uh, again, spell that for us again, Justin. It's B-A-R-C-L-A-Y. Got it. Dot com. Check out the book. And guys, if you're listening to us on our podcast or on our, our YouTube, if you're watching us, would you go down and just click your notifications and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We want you to not miss any of our broadcast. So I appreciate you guys so much. So grateful for what God's doing. Have a great day and share these with someone. Love you. Bye-bye, guys. Thanks for joining us today on Tam Talks. You can find more resources and information at TammyHotzenpeller.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to share this podcast with a friend. We pray blessings and abundance over your life today. Until next time, stay safe and God bless.